0: And now, live from Chicago, here is the Black Knight of Talk Radio, James Arthur Jancic.
1: Our
0: next guest, Alan Watt, has been here before several times. Uh, He is a researcher, historian, and teacher. He's a long-term researcher into the causative forces behind the major changes in historical development. Born in Scotland, he watched the subtleties of politics and media as they guided the population of the UK covertly into the European amalgamation. He has, been warning, he has been warning of the North American people uh, for some time now that the same process of amalgamation is being carried out. With historical documentation, he shows how cultures are created and altered by those in control, always to lead people like sheep into the next pasture. Learn the science of religion, creationism, dominationism, Rather than simply stating current events details, Alan attempts to deprogram the listener and the reader of his works. He has authored three books, made available CV, CDs and DVDs on his website, which is cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And um, welcome back to Feet to the Fire, Alan. Fun. No, we've had uh, requests time and time to have you come back because you have a, a very clear, not only are you prepared with a, a, a clean understanding of history, but you were able to kind of peer through the, the muck and call the call like it is, and we are living in a time of flux and muck. What, um, what are some of the things that uh, are on your mind at, at this current moment of what's happening in the world?
1: It, it's almost like deja vu when you understand how the past uh, occurred and how populations were guided through major changes. and you see the same techniques being brought forth today, only with more sciences behind them, more communications to propagate it to the public, and you watch what's happening to the public they're behaving exactly as you expected them to behave, uh, and yet we're going through them what the greatest uh, changes probably've we had for thousands of years as they move as into the complete electronically controlled society which will eventually mean that you have no privacy whatsoever folk are already adapting to it very very quickly and uh, the next step of course is, is no secret that they're talking about chipping people and ultimately merging you with a sort of cyborg type um, creature that'll be the new type of human this is what they used to call the great leap forward uh, this is the little of covert way they used to phrase it amongst themselves at the top uh, they, they knew themselves that anything to do with evolution would have to be man-made but they seemed to know a long time ago that through the sciences they could make it happen and bring it forth and of course with the proper shepherding the sheep will go right through to the, to the next pasture without even noticing how it happened or even as it does happen they don't question
0: it. I must admit that I did have a uh, some hope, and, and I guess I still have some, but uh, uh, I was very impressed with uh, Ron Paul coming on the scene, and what he was saying seemed to be pretty from his heart. It seemed to be very simple. There was a groundswell of people. Millions of dollars were given by hundreds of thousands of people, and um, I, I knew the media blocked them out, but I still kind of had a hope that they may, may be able to cut through. But apparently, uh, yeah, there's not enough people ready enough to make that stand.
1: It wouldn't matter if everybody was ready. The big boys put in who they want to put in, because politics isn't real.
0: Do you think there's any, any, any? Uh, I mean, they have that much of a control that there's no chance of real votes being counted, really, because uh, maybe they didn't... It
1: was well, like Stalin said, it. Stalin said, I don't care who votes for whom. He says, I only care who does the counting.
0: Right, well, yeah.
1: I mean, this is an old, old trick, and Professor Carl Quigley made it quite plain, uh, and he was not just a simple professor. I mean, this, this man was an advisor to different uh, presidents and, and the State Department and the diplomatic service and so on. Uh, this man uh, put in his own book, Tragedy and Hope, and the Anglo-American Establishment, excellent two, two books to get. Um, he said he said, the Council on Foreign Relations, which is a parallel government, by the way, that's a real government, um, he said, we always put our, our own people in at the top of every party. Now, that means that the lesser politicians, the ones who are just working their way up, are allowed a certain amount of competition at the bottom level, but it says that it makes no difference because as long as you have the top uh, people uh, for candidates, they all belong to the same organization for world government. That was always the plan.
0: So do you think that uh, as we look into these presidential race that um... – uh, is there already a chosen one? Is, there, is like is Obama coming into it? Is he? Is he? Or will he be absorbed, or is he out?
1: Uh? Uh, well, I think probably. I mean, I'm waiting to see them put Hillary in for the for the final push, uh, because generally throughout history, when they're making uh, catastrophic changes, in days gone by, they always gave us the female queen for the bloodiest periods, so the female always takes the heat. And uh, I'm just waiting to see when they'll put her in because she's been groomed for this position for a long time.
0: Well yeah, that's a good point now, that uh these leaders are used by the behind the scenes. Is 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 the behind the scenes guys ever come out in, in the light of day and say, Here I am? Or do they always lead from behind or is that the final the final Well push? one day
1: they will come forth. They have said that in their own books in fact because we know, for, for instance, the establishment, uh, like the House of Lords, for instance, the, no, the noble families of Britain uh, backed Theosophy when it first came out in the 1800s, with Madame Blavatsky being the actress and who led the charge and uh, who was picked. And we know that the ones who took over were related, to, their fathers were members of the House of Lords, so they were hereditary uh, lords uh, from noble families. And they said that... Um, eventually the hidden masters, as they call them, would come forth at the right time when everything was complete. And we also know from Carol Quigley, when he talks about how the system really does work, the show of politics for the public, and it's just the show, it's a wrestling match between parties, and we get caught up in it like it's a real a, a boxing contest, and even use sports terminology, they're running, they're racing, they're, they're hammering so-and-so, and we get caught up in that, it's tribal instinct, and they're just played like fish on a line. Uh, Power quickly said himself uh, that uh, those behind the scenes, the technocrats, he called them, and, and he defined what he meant by that. These are the ones who are unelected, who are financed by the big institutions which front for this whole organization, this world organization. We think of them as being charitable institutions like the Rockefeller Foundation, for instance, but they actually... Uh, fund hundreds and hundreds of non-governmental organizations, and they put their technocrats in and out of politics as as appointed advisors, not elected. And and when they're not in politics, they're actually going around the the globe carrying the real power, as we quickly said. So they have have the knowledge that they're they're doing the real work and that they have the power to do it, and they're not answerable to any public, while the politicians simply take the heat and go through
0: the performance to please the public. So, yeah, if it ever gets to the point there's a, a politician ready to take the fall and they have someone else groomed to come in to be the hero or the savior, which is just another one of them.
1: Yeah, it's an endless cycle. And they knew this in the 1700s in, in countries like England, uh, that if they did not give the public some punch and duty show, and that's what politics is, uh, there'd be revolutions every five years or so. So they give us elections instead. And we don't really vote new people in. We're so disgusted at the present Bunch, we vote them out. That's what we really do in democracy.
0: Yeah, unfortunately...
1: And nothing changes. The agenda steamrolls ahead. Because when you go into the writings of the League of Nations, when they set up the League of Nations at the end of World War I, and it had been in the planning for 50 years before that, uh, again by the nobility, and um, H.G. Wells was a propagandist for the British crown. And he wrote a a, a booklet on the League of Nations, and he said, at last, he said, we can bypass politicians completely and governments completely, because now the the high uh, bureaucracies, uh, who who again are unelected, remember, can, can travel and meet their counterparts in the League of Nations, which turned into the United Nations, and they can bypass all politicians. And each bureaucracy has its own particular mandate, intergenerational mandates, and uh, they're they're not responsible to the public, who are generally unaware of what they're actually doing.
0: I uh, I got email from an individual. What I like uh, is the synchronicity in which I get stuff from people. It comes out, and then this email will hook up with that email, and come up with a third thing unrelated uh, uh, to either one. I mean directly anyway. And I got an email from a, a guy about John Todd. Are you familiar with him? Jack who? John Todd. T O O D. Um, you, you refresh my memory. And make... I never heard of him myself, but he was a, a alleged Illuminatist who uh, got saved and toured around uh, exposing the Illuminati. And he, the way the legend is, well, I, I shouldn't say that. The way the information I got was, was that he was arrested and convicted as, or sentenced for being crazy, and he just disappeared into the mental health system and never heard from him again. But there are information uh, left behind, and they sent me some of these uh, MP3s to listen to. And he mentioned about another a book that I got from another email, Atlantis, uh, um, um, uh, Atlantis, I can't see it Atlantis, Atlas, Atlas Shrugs. Oh yeah. And as being the Illuminati kind of handbook, and I'm thinking, wow, these two emails come in unrelated from one another, from people who listen and yeah.
1: So, well, uh, well I mean, uh, Anne Rand, or as she called herself, that wasn't her real name, was sent out. it's really interesting how it's it's all to do with perceptions. That's how the tricks work. Uh, And she said a lot of things that that the individualistic, especially the American, would relate to, to do with rights and individual rights and why should the the masses hold you down type of deal. And um, she was against socialism. However, when you see that she was actually uh, talking about the elite themselves from the other side of the fence, uh, she was basically saying that the elite people like her lover, uh, Rothschild, had the right, the geniuses had the right to dominate the lesser people and do as they wish and plan the world in the future as they wish. That's what she was really saying. And yet most of her followers were pretty well ordinary middle class people who saw it from their point of view thinking she was talking on behalf
0: of them. Uh, so this, um, this John Todd was from the 70s, I guess it was. I'm trying to put it all together. I just found it interesting that these two came in uh, from different listeners. I mean, if people have sent emails before. It wasn't like there was some kind of a third party doing it. Is, yeah. that, is that, I mean, should I, uh, I, I drive a lot during the week, and I, I did find the book on CD of this uh, Atlas Shrugged. Would it be worth my while to re- read it, or I should say listen to it?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I'd read all of her books, actually, because if, you, if you're able, and most folk are not, unfortunately, they get caught into books or movies, and they see it from one perspective. They don't see it from other perspectives as well. Uh, And if you're able to jump from from being who you are To putting yourself in the position of one of the true elites The wealthy magnates of the world uh, You'll see that she's actually speaking on behalf of them
0: Okay, well that'd be good to go in with that that perspective Right off the the, uh, bat Because uh, another thing I wanted to ask Another thing that came up just this week I was listening to some Dean Brown books and I had a little light go on that I noticed in these books. Uh, in particular, I was listening to Angels and Demons and a Deception Point. And in Deception Point, he mentioned the Roswell incident, but the way it was written in the script, it was like, well, you know, the Roswell incident actually it was a high-tech a balloon, and uh, somebody, some, some uh, farmer thought it was aliens, and the government went along with that cover story, et cetera. Yeah. And there seems to be a lot of evidence that it wasn't a balloon, and that um, their, their highest echelon um, pilots are the ones that found it, not just a farmer and so on. And then I started wondering, with his talk about saying the Illuminati don't exist anymore in his other book, I started to wonder, you know, if anybody was an Illuminati, it'd be this guy. you know anything about Dan Brown?
1: No, no, he, I don't. I know there's been a lot of people come came out in the past, made a lot of money, and uh, used pseudonyms and claimed they were an Illuminati. Uh, however, you've got to understand that, that, what it really means. Most folk don't know what it means. I think it's some um, very, very hidden conspiracy. Illuminati is a, is a graduated system. And everyone who goes through university, in fact, becomes a member of the alumni. The illumined one, you see. Mm-hmm. So every step of it is just a, a graduated system where you do your part, in, according to your understanding, within that system. And then you go up the ladder and up the ladder till you have those who are interbred at the top, the, the, the real interbred families who ran the world for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, who do uh, control the wealth of the world. Um, their, their ancestors were kings and queens and lords and so on. And uh, they owned the merchant system and uh, they, they had huge banking systems as well. And often they had their own front men for the bankers who still do. Uh, so these are very wealthy families, um, and you can find a lot of them came in to, to Europe with a religion. They always bring a religion in for the public to make them docile. The Catholic Church came in to, through Europe. They used Charlemagne as the first um, uh, king authorized by the Vatican to slaughter everybody who would not become a, a, a Catholic. Uh, through country after country, the great Charlemagne. And that's how they converted them. And then later on, of course, the, And came the, the big, the big flood centuries later. And they were the Normans. The Normans were the, the real ones. And the descendants of the Normans all across Europe and Scandinavia still run the, those countries today, and are still the titled people.
0: So what he did in the one book, Angels and Demons, is kind of said that the whole Illuminati thing started with Galileo, etc. And it, it died out years ago. And it kind of went in stark contrast to the behind-the-scenes thing. So perhaps the Illuminati uh, picture that's painted by a number of uh, these individuals who've made movies and, and exposés and all that is a bit of fiction or a cover? Well, at one time,
1: you see, not so long ago, you remember, uh, you couldn't speak out against the overwhelming system that ran uh, the, Europe, Europe, the whole of Europe. And... Uh, in other parts of the world, and that was the great church itself. That was the authority. And so the, the, the secret societies that, that uh, basically surfaced in the 1500s in countries like England for the first time more openly, when they had the right queen who had accepted it. Now the queen was the, the first. She had the first openly Rosicrucian court. All of her advisors were Rosicrucians. Uh, so they could... They could speak more openly about it. John D., Francis Bacon, all of the well-known names. Walter Raleigh, uh, Francis Drake, all these characters um, were members of the Rosicrucian Society, which evolved into the uh, branches of Freemasonry, specialized branches later on. And they also called themselves, from the 1500s onwards, if you look at the old Oxford dictionaries, it will tell you that Illuminati... Um, is a term used for these particular um, fraternities. They call them brotherhoods, which emerged first around the 1500s. So it, um, it did not begin with Weishaupt, you know. Uh,
0: so when, when we so alright. So, uh, what does the word Illuminati mean today? I mean, not the history, but you know, what is the Illuminati today? Today,
1: today, for, there's different meanings. There's one for the general masses. Uh, which is a new... Now you live in a, a transformed society where the old religion is gone. And almost gone. And they bring in the new religion, which is called the New Age Movement. The New Age Movement has a thousand names. And people th- don't even know they're in it often. They'll join some club or organization or meditation group or whatever. And they're actually in um, one of the New Age Movement groups. So part of the whole New Age movement, if you go through it, it uh, doesn't matter if it's what it's called, because in old Babylon which they copied it after, they said that Isis was a goddess with a thousand names and a thousand faces, and it's the same today. But it's basically forms of Hinduism mixed with other uh, old bits and pieces of religions uh, and it's put together under the New Age term. Uh, and the whole process is to get you eventually into visualization, then channeling which is bringing an, an entity into you, and during that process, that's when you receive the light, as they call it, illumined. You, you have the light. You know, and Albert Pike mentioned it. Um, uh, even Blavatsky mentioned it in 1800. She says, um, you know, the, the fire and the lights of Lucifer, And her first newspaper for theosophy was called it was called, um, uh, it was called uh, the Luciferian Magazine. Eventually, they changed it to Lucas Trust. So they were quite open about Lucifer being um, for the masses, Of course, they would sort of cross their fingers and hold through holy water, but to them it meant ultimate intellect and
0: godhood. Yeah, well, that kind of that kind of goes along with um, what w- we'll say. What Dan Brown says, except uh, he had him being extinct, and that's where I think he he may be actually trying to pass that off like this whole thing was all Illuminati was all back then, but now we're all together and Mm -hmm. we're all nice, and and so the the new Illuminati would be, uh, we'll say in a word, the New Age?
1: The New Age and the ones who gave them the New Age because uh, the magazine that first used the term was the official magazine of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. That was their monthly magazine. It was called The New Age in the 1950s, and in there, a few of their editions, they actually said, that they would be responsible for ushering in the new age. And they met the whole movement as well. And Because at the top of high masonry, the really high masonry, uh, you, you have people who have access to archives. They can recreate religions or make brand new religions because they know how, how the masses function and how the masses follow and what the masses want as well. And so the whole idea was to bring in a new religion for a new era, uh, which would... Uh, captivate their minds just with the same fire as early Christianity would do. And it would also make them very docile, but but with this particular movement of the New Age, it would make them incredibly hedonistic, self-centered, and narcissistic. The same things that Lord Bertrand Russell said they would promote was hedonism. Because a society full of people who are into praying like cats will not notice the vast changes that are being made around them as it's happening. And that's what you have. In a New Age movement, they're taught not to look at the negative, so they're defenseless, you see. Right, right, okay. And, and that's the that's the purpose of it. You,
0: you mentioned uh, a couple of phrases that reminded me. I had a, uh, before the show even started, uh, Stephen from Scotland uh, sent a message uh, to ask a question. Uh, can Alan explain the link between the ancient and accepted order, Scottish right? a.k.a. Supreme Council of the 33rd Degree and the Scottish Rite of America.
1: Yeah, well, actually, in actual fact, um, the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry is not Scottish. It was brought over to America from France uh, by one man. And I think he first came in through Cuba and then went into the States. And and its whole function from the beginning was to give an increased level of degree system and it would also be a revolutionary force which it certainly is it's a revolutionary force and the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, um, is uh, accepted by the Grand Lodge of England now at first they, they disowned it and uh, Albert Pike who was one of the most famous um, Grand Masters of the, he was the Pope really of Mason they called him um, did train uh, Mazzini one of the revolutionists uh, who went over to Italy. The whole idea was to set revolution across the whole of Europe. And, and uh, they sent out uh, different groups who were funded by big institutions as well. And Mazzini started off the, the World Revolutionary Party, which eventually was taken over by his successor, that was Lenin. They called it the, the World Revolutionary Party and then the Communist Party.
0: Well, it does sound. It, it sounds kind of funny, because it sounds like, well, uh, on one hand, this is what it is, and you do have the you know, the background for it, but it sounds like uh, it's almost like a bait-and-switch, where here's what it is, this kind of mystical type of a, a thing, and then on the other hand, it's really all about control.
1: It's all about control. You see, the, the plan of unification of the world is not new, and they wanted to bring in their own order across the world, under the guy, you always get the masses to fight for you, fight your battles for you. And so they used the ordinary people, they, they, they created the term socialism, even Blavatsky was pushing that. And uh, the whole idea was to get the masses behind them for revolution, to wipe out the old system, to get centralized government it was very important, because before you can unify nations, you must have centralized government, in everyone. And that was the reason for the World Revolutionary Party that became the Communist Party, Lincoln did the same back in the U.S. He centralised the government, gave more power than it ever had before. And uh, Marx even sent him a telegraph and congratulated him for doing it. Uh, So uh, this was all working together uh, to centralise governments that would then use scientific techniques for controlling the masses as opposed to just nothing but religious techniques. And that's where we are today. We're we're getting to the the end of a a long-lead plan uh, and, and from the story of Freemasonry, when you go up the ladder of masonry you go into eugenics it starts to become evident to people you're into eugenics that's where Hitler got his idea uh, that Lovatsky was pushing it, promoting it in fact that was a symbol for a long time in theosophy it was a swastika and below it was what people now think of as the Star of David and um, uh, the whole idea was basically eugenics and the Hinduistic belief uh, which suited them very well that at the end of an age the masses, the less, those who are unfit are purged off the planet and only the fit come through and if you look at the whole world today with eugenics and so on and what they're talking about in newspapers euthanasia is now official in three countries in Europe they want to bring it across the world uh, we're aborting more children than we're giving live births uh, the only reason that the stats go up in censuses every year is because of the mass immigration from other countries. But they're trying to get them impression we were overcrowded because they want to start to eliminate the useless eaters, as Lord Betton Russell called them.
0: Well, it, uh, I, as I see that all triangulating, everywhere you go, whether it be the uh, Mayan calendar, whether it be the Christian, uh, uh, the uh, return of Christ or the New Age, or whether it's you know aliens are going to come and help us all learn all these things. Uh, looking through those eyes are all part of the same deal.
1: They're all part of the same deal. The whole idea of ancient times was to give prophecy, of which would uh, if you were, that's all that you knew was that the little bit of religion you were taught. You couldn't read or write. Remember, most folk couldn't read or write until the late 1800s. Actually, into the 1900s, only only those with a good education could read and write. Uh, from wealthier families and if all you were taught was your religion and you're taught that that it's based on prophecy but when things started to happen in your life you'd think that was God's will because it was written about and you'd heard about it and what can you do against God's will? (laughs) so you you allowed it to happen you wouldn't even fight against it so prophecy is fantastic for that when they brought in uh, the Rosicrucian movement They gave them the same thing, only they gave it through tarot cards and the stars and so on. You can't change fate as written in the stars, and folk would sit back and allow things to happen just as they are today.
0: So there really is no choice but for us to get off our laurels and and do something, or is that our i mean, is it is it really a point of just being aware of the of this end coming, or you know, can we actually do something about it?
1: Uh, when you realize uh, the, the amount of people who control the public uh, all of the institutions and police and military educational system, incredibly important for them, is the educational system has indoctrinated the children into the next step of, of what they're going to believe for the rest of their lives um, there's still billions of people on the planet who allow this to happen as like the old stage shows used to say at the very end, uh, thank you to the audience, we couldn't have done it without you. Well, see, we're the audience, and we should be participating in our own uh, destiny here. Because we know where it's going. It's getting published every day where it's going. We see the laws getting passed every day. We'll, we'll watch them for, for, for you know, eight years now. And it's just accelerating until we're going to be locked in our own little rooms and monitored 24 hours a day. I don't call that living. Uh, getting probed in an airport and told to bend over is not my idea of freedom.
0: No, it isn't. And it, uh, it's, it's rather disturbing. And that's why I like having you on here, is because sometimes I do catch myself getting caught up in hope. And, I mean, hope isn't a bad thing. But uh, if that's your answer, then um, we've got a problem. It's going to be perhaps hope may be some kind of a guidance, but there's got to be action. But I'm it's also. There's
1: about it. People have to get involved in their own destiny. And, and maybe for the first time, maybe for the first time, they got to start taking the rights back for the people.
0: On that, on that note, we have a question from Ben in the chat room saying, I'd like to know Alan's opinion on, quote, natural person and, quote, free man on the land, unquote, particularly with respect, with respect to the pros and cons and how the coming world order will look upon this.
1: Um, there's no doubt. that, the, Regardless of laws or legalisms or even terms, they're not recognizing them anymore there were little loopholes in the past you could use according to your terms like are you a person natural person all this stuff that's stuff that lawyers do uh, disregarding them now and um, and they're going to use force they want pub- the public off the land this mean, they made quite clear uh, they want them crowded into the big existing cities uh, which will be the new type of soil and green type scenario like the movie and overcrowded and uh, filthy and so on but only temporarily as well die off through plagues and pandemics, which they will release. While they've already got huge sites out there for, by big uh, companies advertising these ultra-new homes, modern homes in the country, um, maybe 12, 15 to an area, where it's where the higher bureaucrats and, and those who run the world will live. Just like the Soviet system, they had the dash hours in the country for the higher uh, members of the Politburo. Uh, it's going to be the same scenario here. They don't, they want everyone in these new, what they call habitat areas. That's where you will live, uh, for the rest of your life. And, uh, but they don't, so they plan on reducing the population drastically. And if you want plagues that to be effective, you want them all in the same crowded cities. That's so true. they will, they will get people off the land. And with the Kyoto signatories, uh, already completed, you're going to see now the implement, implementation, of all these ridiculous taxes which will tax us into the ground until you cannot travel anymore because part of the mandate as well under the united nations by the way who pushes all this stuff out is that in the habitat areas that are coming up there will be no personal transportation no private transportation of any
0: kind yeah i, I what, what dawned on my head a couple of years ago was the The surface idea of, say, Monsanto uh, making you go back to get their corn from them, I mean, that seems like a capitalist type of a trick. But what I came beyond that was, well, now they can just put a disease out to destroy a huge portion of the world's food because it's genetically altered to be a certain way. And, of course, there's a back door, if you will, to that gene code, and they could just wipe out entire uh, continents of food.
1: Yes, they could. It's, it's so easy now. Um, the odd thing about the odd thing, I guess I mean it's a sensible thing to do, when you look back in the old books from the World War II and the declassified information that came out after World War II to do with, the, with all the methods of defeating an enemy in warfare, and apart from the economic war, you'd also go for all their food supply and water supply. And they were talking then that... Uh, uh, all of the diseases they had for crops, um, would not be completely affected because of the vast variety of strains of crops. However, you're quite right, with the, with the maybe five companies, which are probably all really one company at the top, um, controlling the world's grain supply, uh, it, it, one disease could technically wipe them out. The public will think there's nothing they can do about it, and, and it won't dawn on them that this was actually, um, made to be this way. As we all go under quietly.
0: What about these uh, swine flus and bird flus? They're all scaring us with their stuff, but nothing happens. Is that preparing us for the real one? That oh, see, I told you. Or...
1: Yes, we, we first saw it with, uh, with when a movie came out called Outbreak uh, years ago. I knew then that was the start of getting us ready by predictive programming, so that subconsciously you'll start to gradually accept this not just possibility but inevitability and even all the the newspaper clippings I've collected over the years when I talk to the great experts on this topic that are paid to to work in warfare laboratories generally they say oh the plague is just around the corner it's inevitable so they've been pushing that and pushing that you notice that the West Nile virus has gone out the window, that was going to be the great killer Uh, however it's done its job It, it got us all ready to accept the possibility of contracting a fatal disease and dying uh, and then they went through SARS in Toronto a great experiment there and that was ethno specific to attack mainly people of Chinese descendancy and then then uh, we moved on from there so um, these are all predictive programming methods we're using to familiarize us with the possibility and the inevitability of the idea
0: well well what do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting now, going like, okay, it's over. And nice talking with you. <laughs> I mean, but it's like mm-hmm. there's got to be, I just there's got to be an answer. And I I can't I can't accept. The
1: answer can only come from from the will of people. But do you it can think only there... come from the will of people not to be such pathetic, indoctrinated uh, sheep anymore. And if actually, as a right, as a sovereign individual, and many sovereign individuals. You have the right to decide your fate in this world uh, just as much as any king, queen, or, or Mr. Brzezinski, or anybody else. They have no more right than you do.
0: Well, I, okay, I agree. You know, isn't there some type of uh, manipulated or shunned inner power that's been, not, not just our intellect, but like some kind of a, a, a sixth sense, a, a real one, a inside creative uh, type of uh, a, blend, a brand of, like we'll call it, where spirituality meets science in quantum mechanics, where we can actually create the future. I mean, is there something like that, or is that all just baloney too?
1: Well, that's what Blavatsky said. I mean, she was part of the whole thing. She said that our purpose is to blend the the possibility for the people, men, to believe, of spirit and science until the two will be indistinguishable. We are run by sciences. Even the New Age movement is run by sciences, and uh, the public don't realize it. And uh, it takes more than that. You've got to have will to do something, and it means becoming completely conscious as a conscious being and thinking for yourself outside the box. But any mass movement you join has been set, uh, put out there for you to join. It's right, different right, types right. of groups for different personality types. It's all totally controlled and well funded, by the way. You know, and you'd be surprised how interconnected all of these big groups are, including the ones who come out suppose it leads you into a spiritual life. Um, so you have to think for yourself and go through your history and see what changes happened in the past, who did it, what kind of people made the right changes. And you'll find it did not come from any group uh, that was sitting wishing their lives away, holding hands and and pulling daisies, you know.
0: No, I, I would agree. In fact, one of the things, I, as I look back on is that I've always been a kind of allergic to groups, to to authority, to uh, people telling me this is how it is. There's just this inside going like, no. I mean, I gotta know why. I gotta see the mechanism. I gotta see the stuff behind it. And when I hear things, uh, especially when you're bringing out these uh, aspects of certain books and, I can, and so far they didn't read in histories, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You know. It, it, so there's got to be um, there's there's got to be an answer that's not tied into any groups. However. These groups, in order to get power, must be telling some truths. There might be some things mixed in there that we can distill out and use for ourselves.
1: You can It's almost like the, it's like putting powder on gun, uh, water on gunpowder. You can't blend the two together because one is, is contrary to the other in the whole movement of spirituality. The whole modern idea, which again is modern, and it was put out deliberately, well financed from the top and promoted from the top, like all culture is, um, uh, was meant to make people hedonistic. As long as they're hedonistic and narcissistic, they will not care. And, and you see all around you, they don't care what's happening across the world. They don't even care their tax money has been used to make high weaponry. It's not only blowing people up in the Middle East, it's going to be used shortly on the public here. That's, that's in the Guardian newspaper. I read the whole in, in, in nine-page report. There's 90 pages altogether on the Ministry of Defence. They see nothing but 30 years of riot starting very shortly um, and escalating. And, then, and they're even prepared to use neutrino bombs on the public. That's in the official NATO Army document. Now, what on earth is going to happen to the public to make them rise up, throw that television away, uh, and actually do something or start rioting? And what, what will happen is we turn off your food supply now and then, your water supply, if they're going for them all the time. You'll notice that. They're going for everything that gives you independence because the world they're bringing in is going to be interdependent. That means right down to the individual. Every need you have for survival and living is going to be dependent on being in a system that controls you. You won't even be able to grow your own food uh, eventually. That's on the cars. You, they want you interdependent as a slave to the system. So when people realize that there's going to be rioting, they start losing all their little toys or goodies, and they can't play and watch TV all day. Uh, that's what's when the riots will start. When the money stops, uh, when when uh, money goes through the roof or inflation goes through the roof, which is planned that way, uh, they expect the rioting. But that's from the top think tank for the British Army of, uh, Department of Defense.
0: And of course the rioting would just play right in their plan to be the Yes, destructive mechanism to thin out the herd, if you will.
1: Yes, and they've been building up an internal army under the guise of war on drugs and war on this and war on that. Now it's war on terror, by by um, uh, training police forces and as uh, a paramilitary organization, and giving them special training uh, for with uh, machine guns and all the rest. When you tr- police start training with machine guns, you're in big trouble.
0: Yeah. I was was just thinking about the 68 riot in Chicago uh, And what the police were using The uh, shield and a a stick Versus the the SWAT teams they got now That come right out out of special ops in the military
1: Yes And they also have a generation who've been groomed uh, Who've got their whole education and the reality Not from their parents but, But from the school system uh, and that's what Bertrand Russell said they'd do, that eventually the state would give them their values. Uh, they'd be brought up on video games, something that was developed for the military, industrial complex, and by them to train soldiers to kill, because it's uh, abnormal for guys, you have to train them to actually kill by, by, by basically instinct, uh, without thinking, and that's what video games were designed to do, we were used in the military for years before the public got them. But if if the prison a generation like that, and those children grew up, Uh, playing those games where the whole object is kill, 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 and get out to the other side. There's no morality of any kind, and they've been brought up with nothing but war games, and their heroes on television are always the military guys or the guys in black uniforms within society. These are the guys with power. Children gravitate to the winners, and that's what they wanted. Now they are wearing the uniforms, and they will use the toys they're given on the public.
0: So, the, uh, the people who are going into schools and shooting people, some people are claiming some kind of a big mind control deal. It could just be the fruits of the labors of what you're just saying.
1: It could be definitely part of it, there's no doubt. Uh, you cannot give that kind of military gaming, which is a teaching tool, to make you lose your, uh, your natural inhibitions to, to killing people. You can't give that to children, advocate that, and it's meant to be addictive, by the way. We know that from the Japanese, who are probably the the world's leaders in creating addictive-type programs. And you cannot give them... Remember, all all television, all drama, all series to do with police and military and so on is propaganda. It always is dressed up with human little stories to keep you hooked as you get downloaded with with the, the, the... the respect that you're given for these guys at the top with their outfits and uniforms. Uh, that's what Jax Elal said. He said all entertainment at that level to do with military, with police detectives and so on, and the law courts, is always propaganda. You don't realize it. So but they've had 20 years of, of massive propaganda, starting with um, was it, uh, NYPD Blue, I think it was, with the SWAT teams, and simply escalating from there until you can't turn the television on Without seeing guys in black outfits smashing smashing through windows, and it's all quite normal now. And now they have the uniforms on guys who are 18 and 20 who who will do that, thinking it is quite normal. They learned it all from the TV, from their heroes, the fictional heroes. This is all deliberate, because we, the, the, the future doesn't just happen by chance. The present didn't happen by chance. Culture creation and the culture creation industry gave us today's society.
0: Yeah, I see it, uh, I see it in quite clear clarity. Um I, um uh, gosh, I still, I don't know, I got some kind of hope. I mean, I, I don't mean hope like sitting in my hind end you know, hoping. I mean, I, I'm doing what I can to bring people on to, to talk and learn. I'm trying to uh, weed out, you know, phony spirituality from, from real power, uh, internal power, and, and uh, looking at the higher good of people, not the personal, uh, uh, narcissistic type of uh, personal creation that they're talking. Like you know, the the, the secret and all that is teaching people to try and use this this higher good creative ability to make your own toys and money and so forth. Well, mm-hmm. uh, what do you what do you you know where do you what do you give a suggestion to somebody who's waking up and going, okay, so what do we do?
1: Uh, There's to be more discerning than probably any generation in history. Because uh, over the years, the last 10 years or so, those who did the real research, do with the banking system, the culture industry, all that stuff, stuck to the facts. Today it's a big business. The Patriot business is a big business. They're making lots of money off it. And, and a lot of them have stuck it together with the whole New Age movement, with the UFOs, with everything else, until it's all surrealistic, and they can't determine fact from fiction. Or, or priority uh, from those things that, that really don't matter. Uh, that was intentional, too, to diffuse the basic facts. It's the facts that are important. It's the facts that you act upon. And it's all mushed together into and, and, and a massive confusion now uh, because the big boys have put out their own people to blend the New Age in with the whole patriot business and discredit
0: it. So I'm 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 looking for so I should start looking for a place in the mountain somewhere.
1: I mean, is that, that certainly wouldn't harm. I'd, I'd rather be in the mountains than somewhere in any city.
0: Because it sound it sounds like I mean I, what you're saying. You know, I've heard you. We've talked before, and I've. It's not that you're telling me necessarily things amazingly different. It's just I just was sitting here listening, and I had this kind of clear picture of this huge wall. Ahead of us, that's been planned brick by brick for, yeah. for thousands of years. It's impenetrably thick. There's weapons we don't even know they have yet. They're all in it. We're all being herded down this pathway, mm-hmm. and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't want yeah. to go down this pathway. That's right. But it looks pretty overwhelming.
1: It is overwhelming until you start to rather than do wishful thinking. You actually act on it, and that means everyone's got to stand up and stand out. This is not a time for those who are cowards. It's not a time for the fake ones who are out there just to speak piles of money and to mislead the people as well. It's a time for those that know what's really going on to stand up and go to all the offices that they know are in their own area and everywhere else and demand to know. Demand to know every organization, every politician, every bureaucrat belongs to. All the world and, and uh, global organizations they've already given allegiance to. They cannot be sovereign, and they cannot be international at the same time. you got to know what, what every uh, woman and man belongs to that, that's, that has power over you, including the cops, too. That means every fraternity, every Masonic organization, every and there's many names to it, too, by the way. Look into all the organizations. There's hundreds of different names you would never suspect are actually free Masonic institutions, male and female. And that should be out in the open because... They're ruling us through an agenda. Uh, They know they don't want to rock the boat. They're looking for their own careers. That's all they care about. They think they'll be saved out of this morass of the public. Uh, In fact, I I get a lot of information coming from federal and and provincial state bureaucrats. And I know what they're up to. I know what's going on. And they are terrified themselves that maybe they'll be left out of the safety net, you know. when their job is no, no longer necessary. So it's a time now to, to start exposing this because um, you either have public servants or you have masters. It's time the farce of them being servants is exposed once and for all while there's chance to do it. It has to be done, and the public have to demand it en masse.
0: And, well, since they are loaded with uh, um, food bombs and uh, water bombs and turning off electricity bombs, we do all that they just say well it's a little earlier than expected but I guess we're going to have to start the writing. they
1: don't like it these guys go the reason it takes such a long time intergenerational changes remember remember what Beria said in the 30s at the Comintern meeting international communist meeting he said it used to take 70 years to alter a major shift in the public perception of things he said, "Now that's back then. He says, now we can do it every five years. And eventually, he says, it'll become much quicker with scientific indoctrination. Well, what he meant that was he, they all knew TV would come out eventually. It, it, it didn't just suddenly appear. They knew this was coming up. Even Bertrand Russell knew that, too, long before we heard of it. And uh, they were going to use all the scientific tools to, to gear us towards this. And today, uh, it's, it's on our roll today. We have to um, start taking responsibilities for our own lives and, and stop allowing non-governmental organisations to dictate to the governments as to what they want. Because all the NGOs, the official NGOs, and all the greenies and all the rest of it that lobby the government—they're full-time lobbyists. These guys roll in millions of dollars and pretend they're grassroots organisations speaking for the public. They are not. Uh, they are not the public. They're taking over the role that the public used to have, and they're funded by the big institutions. Many of them are even paid by your tax money from the same governments that are lobbying for the radical changes that end up affecting all of us. The government pays them grants to lobby them. And we've looked through all the changes and the mayhem. We've watched the destruction of the family with a lot of the radicals who are paid by your governments and foundations do that very thing. Then you tell me if that government's working for you.
0: Oh, that's clear it isn't. I mean, I, what I found, and give you an example in the show we do here, every week we do a thing where people send in a name, or they can put their own name in, for someone who's got ill, or accident, or what have you. And we put together an intention to send them energy for healing. You know, it sounds real new-agey type of a thing, but it's based in the idea of what makes up matter is energy. And that if you can actually do this, you can intend for this to happen. And I have had so many people writing back. People who have who have were dying of cancer. I right? had people referred to by other guests who knew about this have completely been healed. There, there's a, there is some kind of a power there. I mean, I don't mean you could just will the government to be nice, but I mean there's some kind of untapped inner power that they have been working on for years to enslave us. And is there like you know, besides becoming aware that time is of the essence and this big wall's in front of us, it's almost like it's time to stand up uh, like that clip we play, I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore, and asserting some type of creative power just to stop it.
1: Well, there's creative power perhaps, but creative power is manifested through physical Action. actions. Yeah. And uh, I mean, well, i know People... of the of the spiritual cons in the past, uh, I've seen the boxes the sell, even to collect the energy. <laughs> sure. and, and all of the different cons I've pulled in the past, and I've known all the testimonials that you chase them up and it's not true. Uh, we shouldn't be so easily fooled. And we do live in the most easily fooled generation that's probably ever existed, because we, don't, we can't tell fact from fiction, um, unfortunately. The, if there's spirit in a person, it must work through that person. And if it's their same wishes and leaves it to others, it's doing nothing at
0: all. Well, that's true. And one thing we've noticed is the people who are participating in this, some people have gotten momentarily changing in their physical condition, but then they just slip back because they haven't done anything. Other people...
1: I could do the same. I could do the same right now just by, by simple a few words, and, and that's just uh, self-hypnosis. It's the same thing with the big characters, the tele-evangelists. That drip with gold. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And uh, they have someone who will jump out of a wheelchair, and, yeah, they do for 10 minutes. I could do the same thing with suggestion, hypnosis. And, uh, you know, once the, the, the screen's gone, then those characters are back worse than ever. You can do an awful lot with uh, auto-suggestion.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of these people know. I mean, they were talking cure of cancer, wanted a doctor cancer-free. I mean, I mean, I guess they could be lying to me, but, you know.
1: but I, you, you also find a lot of people will exaggerate what they have. I've, I've known people who go who, uh, do a bit of gardening and then think they've got arthritis because they've got a sore wrist. Well, I don't care how old or young you are, you do a bit of gardening, that you haven't done for a year, you're going to have a sore wrist. <laughs> and they'll swear they've got arthritis, and then this pill, uh, this particular pill, cured them. I mean, this, this is again suggestion to the people who don't get the diagnosis. And I have, heard, I've heard lots of these cases, but I've yet to see one I shall and the evidence in a blind study.
0: Yeah, well, it, um, well, I mean, that, maybe that's something I, I want to find truth. so I'd be, I would love to be able to put something together. Uh, you talk about a, a blind study type thing. Mm-hmm. I've actually, when I put my kind of the, the feet to the fire, so to speak, and ask some of these like, remote viewers and whatnot to do some type of test, they always have some kind of uh, an excuse to pull out of it.
1: Yeah, because it's a big money. I could be making millions today with what I do now to do with the occult, which is more than what you're going to hear from other people. And I could make lots and lots of money by giving the public what they want to hear because, I, number one, you have a ready-made audience in this day and age because the new religion is the new age movement. They're already there for you. They'll snap everything up. They'll make them go, wow, and ooh. And uh, I could, if I had no heart at all or was psychopathic, I would. I, I'd just rake the money in and give them what they want to hear. It's no different. A hundred years ago, any guy rolling into a small town in the USA, or even a large city who was well known, an evangelist there could have them hopping and screaming and jumping and seeing the Lord and all the rest of it. You'll always have the same phenomena in, in religions. That's why they're created that way.